Oh man, y'all caught me with the most uh, horrible Heineken harmony ever. Damn, I'm trying to figure out. I wonder if I, see I know I can't play my music in the background and still keep the podcast going, but it's the IXLian theory, y'all. It's Charlie Funk. I'm on my sixth Heineken of the six pack, you know, glass, uh, glass joint, you feel me? Glass six pack. And, uh, I just felt like talking to y'all. It's 2.16 in the morning on the, uh, Friday morning. What is it? Friday the... Let me check my tablet because my phone won't let me check. Friday, September 11th. Oh, man, September 11th. 9-11. But, um, we're not going to do 9-11 on a somber note. You know, I'm opening 9-11 in celebration of, you know, uh, I, I, to be honest, I don't even think about anything somber, so I can't even say in celebration of people who serve. But, you know, I do recognize people who served and people who on the front lines of things that happen, you know, I, all, I never forget anything, especially when people lost their lives and, you know, for trying to save somebody, somebody else's life, but, um, <clears throat> for me, 9-11 is, a it's an emergency, you know, people need to, uh, tighten up, and I don't mean to sound like I'm, you know, pointing fingers at anybody, because, to be honest, when I, I am a person, too, so, people gotta, one thing I've I noticed about being a uh, quote-unquote public figure is that people always are quick to want to debate with you because they don't want to debate with their friends. You know, their friends probably got the same views that I got or that they think that I have. But, um, you know, because I'm a public figure and I'm always putting so, you know, so much out there, people are obviously quick to want to respond to me and because, you know, to be honest, I had to realize that a lot of people don't even think that I'm going to respond to them. So the fact that, you know, I get in back and forth with a lot of people on social media and, you know, even in person. It's, a, uh, it's an interesting uh, concept. Or it's an interesting uh, circumstance that I'm seeing. We got to call 911. Like Wyclef and uh and Mary said, but you know what's crazy about calling 911? It's a whole uh, demographic, you know. I guess you would say, or it's a whole uh, culture, or it's a whole segment of uh, human beings, human life, uh, a whole culture, a whole race. Let's just call it what it is. It's a whole group of people myself included in that group of people who uh can't even call 911 you know what i mean ain't that crazy like let's think about that for a second because i really just thought about it as i was talking to y'all with my headphones on watching some uh some business video on YouTube, learning how to, you know, operate, you know, more businesses and, and learn more so I can make more jobs for people, but, I w- like, I just really thought about that, and that's real heavy, like, someone please call 911, you know what I mean, like, I can't, well, I could, but I have anxiety just about calling 911, 
Like, if something was to happen, like, dead ass. And this is just real shit. Let me just let y'all into my life and my, and my psyche, right? If something was to happen, somebody was to break into my house or something like that, the first person I would call would be my partner, who I rent the house with, you know what I mean? Or my neighbor, who is, you know, one of my homeboys and him, you know what I'm saying? Him and his mom and his daughter stay next door in the house, you know what I'm saying? Who also knows the homeboy, you know what I'm saying? He's, you know, they like best friends, almost family with the dude that I get the house, got, got the house with, you know what I'm saying? So, but saying that to say this, me, and they, and they both white guys, but, and I know they understand somewhat what I go through when I say that, but I know they don't fully understand what I mean when I say, hey man, if something happened, me, I'm probably going to act first, unfortunately, you feel me? Just because that's my instinct from being raised where I'm from, you know, in the era that I was raised in or whatever, uh, in the, you know, circumstance that, you know, even me being an intelligent young man, you know what I mean? Because unless, and, and I don't even like saying that because everybody to me is intelligent. It's like everybody has their own bracket of quote unquote intelligence. That intelligence quotient or whatever, I don't know what IQ stands for, but for me, it's the intelligence quotient. You know what I'm saying? The quotient of your intelligence, uh, you know, the equation of things that you can pay attention to and things that you can grasp and things that you can activate and utilize, you know, pragmatically or not even, uh, practically, fuck that, simply, practically. Things that you can take and practically apply to life. You know what I'm saying? And... To me, if those things benefit or even if they're to the detriment because you can make something that could help people, but if used too much or if, you know, used in the wrong way or in a different way than it's used to help people, it could be used to hurt people. So both can be, that's why people get, you know, uh, Nobel Prizes for creating bombs and you know, technology that can destroy mankind because that same technology could actually help mankind to elevate if used that way. But people have to be, you know, come out of the, I don't even want to say come out of because I don't want to make anyone feel like they wrong for however they feel and however they live. But I don't want people to uh, feel the need to place fault in any direction. Like how some people say, eat the rich. But you know, I know some people who say you are what you eat. And if you believe that you are what you eat, you don't really want to eat the rich, do you? Because if you really feel that way, that's adamant about, oh, the rich people steal from the poor and they do this and they hoard wealth. Well, if you eat the rich, then you will become the rich if you believe in you are what you eat. So in turn, you don't really want to eat the rich. But if anything, you should want to become rich or become wealthy in whatever way that you deem fit or whatever, or whatever way that you feel is beneficial for life so that other people can see your example and then maybe take something from that and apply it to their life and then, you know, build off of that and they can be an example for somebody else. And then, you know, that's how that's how vibrations really start. I don't know if anybody ever seen Bill and Ted, 
especially the new one because the new one really explained the first one and i love that they did an update because that was one of my favorite movies as a kid and i you know and it took me to becoming an adult and seeing the second one as an adult to realize how old I was when I was looking at the first one and what I was realizing even at that age. And that's what I try to explain to people, like even though I don't have kids, and you know, you have a lot of people who say, oh, well, you don't have kids, so you don't understand. But this is what I try to explain to them is, I was a kid once, and even though I don't have kids, sometimes because I don't have that and I don't like to say distraction, but because I don't have that responsibility and I don't have that duty to look after and keep me from sitting back and thinking about things, I have that extra time on my hands. You know, sometimes like I have to make this podcast, I have that extra time on my hands to sit back and reflect on things that I remember happening to me when I was a kid or things that I remember hearing or seeing, experiencing, doing. You know what I'm saying? Seeing being done, you know, all that type of shit when I was a kid and how it affected me and things that I learned from it and how, you know what I'm saying, how I applied it to my life and how it worked for me and some things didn't work for me and how I learned from that. And people sometimes don't get it because, like I say, when you have children, what I've learned from a lot of my friends who have children, because, you know, I'm dissecting them. It's not dissecting, but, you know, when you... you you become a, a people watcher sometimes, you know, when you have a lot of time on your hands. So not dissecting, but not even analyzing, but just learning to understand how people think and how they operate because of how they think based on, you know, their experiences, based on their experiences, you know, things they learned and their experiences, their education and experiences. So in me being a kid and knowing how kids think and how malleable and how you know, moldable and how, you know, absorbent their minds are. I try to explain to a lot of these parents who essentially still are kids or still kind of want to be kids because a lot of my friends, you know, either had kids early on or were still living, you know, a wild, fast life. Basically, you know, what some people say is like a kid, but, you know, it's an adult life, but, you know, fast life is just kind of like playing around in the streets and, you know, you know doing whatever illegitimate but just saying all that to say this once they had kids it kind of made them have to straighten up at least a certain sector of their lives but they still kind of want to live adventurous and fun and you know do those things that made them what they are you know in the streets uh you know I, you know in the world so they apply certain street mentality or certain coarseness or a certain, you know, application that they find in their, in their life, which is an adult life, and they apply it to their children. And I always try to tell them that, you know, well, I always try to explain to people that, yeah, we might have grown up like that, but one, it was a different time. And you have to, this is why I'm such a big fan of history and such a big uh, student of history because I always try to let people understand that, yeah, I know we was raised a certain way and we have certain quote-unquote traditions, but you also have to realize that if you was born in the 80s, even the 90s, this country is only, you know, 400 plus, you know, maybe 500, what, years old? I'm not doing the math right now because I'm not looking at numbers, so, you know, maybe people can hit the comments and, you know, we can start talking factually about that in uh, later episodes, but 
regardless. This country is not even a century old. Meanwhile, you have people who come to this country from countries that are centuries old. You know what I mean? Some countries have, you know, dynasties like, you know, China and stuff like, you know, they have, you know, two, three, like what, millennia or something, or something like that, three, four millennia. African, you know what I'm saying, history has three, four millennia of, you know, Middle Eastern, you know, all that. It has three, four millennia of history, human history, you know what I'm saying, religious history, stuff like that. So when you put that into perspective, it's like this country is very young. So even the stuff that we've learned in our generation, uh, you know, when we was young and being brought up and thinking that everything was right, it wasn't necessarily that it was right. It wasn't that it was wrong, but it was just the only way that our parents knew, only way that our grandparents knew, only way that they, uh, they parents knew, you know, great, you know, all of that. And like I say, when you put it into perspective and you look at all those generations past and the things that they learned and passed down to each other, a lot of those things was, you know, secondhand information. Uh, let's just call it what it is, ignorance, you feel me? But because, you know, they heard it from somebody who had money back then and, the, and if you had money back then you obviously had to be smart so you know that's a philosophy that somebody picked up passed on and people kept it going on and a lot of people don't realize you know a lot of philosophy is set out there for a lot of us to just be brainwashed and continue doing what we're doing to keep you know the train going which ain't necessarily a bad thing either and that's something that people have to put in perspective as well because you don't have to necessarily want to be, you know, anti, oh, I hate the rich and da-da-da-da-da. Because at the end of the day, I know a lot of friends, like, because, you know, I, I do a lot of different things and experience in life and trying to learn things about the world. So I have a lot of friends at a lot of my different jobs who would have that attitude, oh, I hate rich people. Rich people, all they do is this and they hoard wealth and, you know, they just buy yachts and just keep, you know, competing with each other and all that stuff. And I say, but bro, and this is, you know, and I'm just using one example, but this is, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with multiple people. I'm saying this multiple because it's really more than 20 in the different jobs that I've had in, diff in various, you know, markets and, you know, whatever industries. But um, I always say, but bro, what would you do if you had that money? Oh, well, I would do this and that and the third. And I say, well, look, you would do this and that and the third. You know, you a good old boy, perhaps. So, you know, you would spend 20000 30000 40000 on a go-kart to make that bitch off-road. 20000 40000 on a go-kart. You would spend 100000 on a, you know, on a retired truck to build it all the way up, to take it off-road and then crash it, wreck it, and do it all over again. You know how much maintenance that is? You would spend you know, 100000 200000 to build up a monster truck just to take it out, you know, whenever you feel like going out in the mud and running it around and breaking the axle and doing stuff like that. And, you know, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. But think about that. Put that into perspective. You can't hate somebody for wanting to get a lavish yacht or wanting to get a gold chain or a diamond ring or some nice cologne or some Gucci clothes when you would do the exact same thing and spend the same money on you know, real tree, camouflage, you know what I'm saying, uh, mud flaps, and, uh, you know, fog lights, you know what I'm saying, off-road tires, new suspension, you know what I'm saying, hydraulics and all that stuff, you feel me? 
intakes, you know what I mean? Snorkel, you know what I'm saying? Exhaust. Same amount of money, you know what I mean? Especially when you think about the repairs that you're going to have to do for it, the sweat equity that you're going to put in it, but at the end of the day, you're enjoying your life. And that's what I be trying to put into perspective for people. And a lot of times I've even told people, and in, well, excuse me, not a lot of times, like I say, because this has happened more than, you know, a couple dozen times, to be honest. But in those conversations, I'll even get as far as to say, look, not only would you do that if you had the money, which is just basically blowing it, you didn't say anything about creating a business. And a lot of these dudes who you say are wasting money or hoarding money are owners or creators or operators or you know what I'm saying? The CEOs of businesses that we work for. You know what I mean? Or that we directly benefit from. Like when I was working in the factory, we making glass. And I'm like, yeah, you don't like that company, but guess what? We supply that company with this much glass on a regular basis. So they pay, they pay like a quarter of our salary. And you love your salary and you love your off days and your, you know what I'm saying? And your holidays and stuff like that. So how can you say you don't like the rich? The rich are allowing you to come in here and work 40 hours a week, get paid very well for your work. Not that you don't deserve it, but hey, you're getting what you work for. You go home, you have holidays, you get to enjoy your time with your kids and all of that stuff. Them dudes is flying around seven days a week. Yeah, you see it as they flying around on the yacht. I mean, you know, they flying around on a private jet and, you know, they sailing out on the yacht. But a lot of times, you know, if you're not putting it into perspective, and you're not even into trying to live that type of life or, you know, do anything around those type of people, then you're not going to investigate and see that a lot of the times when they're doing that, it's something that's a part of their business. They're entertaining, you know, people that they're trying to sell on something, a, a service or a business or endorsement or something like that. But that's a bigger part of business. That's why you have those things so you can entertain your company. And when you say the word company, it's a whole lot different than saying I'm entertaining my friends. I'm having a party. Yeah, I might have a party, but what I'm having is a business party. You know what I'm saying? I'm having an organizational meeting. You know what I'm saying? I'm having a business meeting or a business uh, trip, a business outing, a business retreat, something like that. You know what I'm saying? There's a power in words. People always say I'm uptight. I'm really fun, but I also want people to understand that you can have even more fun when you understand how to have more fun, you know what I mean? Notice how you, you can have fun, see the power in words? You can have some fun, you can have some fun, or you can have a lot of fun, and you can have even more fun. So you can have more fun, you can have even more fun. I know I'm getting deep, but that's the power of words. You hear how different each one of those vibrations feel every time I say it? Let's have some fun, you know what I mean? So how much fun are we gonna have? We can have this much fun, that much fun. We can go here, there, everywhere. We can have more fun if you want to. You done having fun? You know what I mean? Or you want to have more fun? Because we can have even more fun, even more fun. You know what I mean? We can make this the most fun that you've ever had in your life. See how different all of those different things sound? All of those different words give a different vibration. They give a different motivation to your body, especially when they're delivered the right way. Because you can deliver it in all different types of ways, but either way, they're going to have a reaction or they're going to have an effect on you. You know what I mean? Those words had an effect on me just saying it. While I was just saying it to y'all, I was looking in the mirror, smiling in my own face, looking in my own eyes. Because at the end of the day, 
I want to have fun. I want to have some fun. I want to have a little bit more fun. I want to have all the fun. And then I want to go have even more fun. And then I want to spread the fun. I want everybody around me to have fun. You know why? Because who don't want to have fun? Now, granted, there's different levels of fun. Some people feel like they have fun with substances, you know, drinking, smoking, schnorting, popping pills, you know. Some people have fun just dancing. That releases endorphins too. Some people have fun working out. Some people have fun eating. Some people have fun just talking to friends. Some people have fun just talking to themselves. I'm one of those people. But most importantly, I'm one of the people who don't like to judge people's fun unless it's, you know, a violation of other people's rights. I don't believe in, well, y'all, I don't even like to talk about negative stuff, but y'all know. I'm a Spartan. And, uh, not that. No, I'm a Spartan. Let's just keep it at that. Feel me? So, uh, anything that violates people's personal rights, I'm against it. But other than that, fun is fun. I don't judge fun. So, with that being said, if you learn how to have fun, within whatever boundaries that you might be in. Like, for instance, people don't like to follow rules, right? But if you're on the road driving your car, you're going to want to follow the rules. Like, I've seen a lot of people who, you know, in their car, who don't want to follow the rules, and I can understand that, you know, you're a rebel or whatever. But you got to understand how foolish and crazy it is to be in your brand new car that you're still making payments on. <coughs> and... You swerving from lane to lane because you want to roll a backwood and show out for your friends. Now, that's cool and all if you can do it. But if you know you really can't do it and you just got this car, you barely even know how to drive this car. Why would you try to roll a backwood in the middle of rush hour and be swerving on 19? You know what I'm saying? Now, you done totaled your car. You done only made two payments on it. The second one was late. And you just asked for an extension on the third. Now you got to figure out how you even finna get to work. I ain't judging. You know, I'm talking from a little bit of experience. That exact scenario didn't happen to me. But you know, I've been in similar situations. But I'm just saying that to say this. Why not think two, three steps ahead? You know what I mean? Just for your own sake. You know what you're capable of and what you're not. Whether you want to be honest and show out, or whether you want to be honest with yourself or show out for your friends. My mama always told me that. And I don't like to preach and be like, oh, my mama said this. You know, but, you know, listen to what your mama said sometime. Because, you know, this is one thing I learned in the Bible, and I don't like to get religious, but I do believe in books having knowledge, period. Whether they're religious, storybooks, or whatever. I believe in the spirit of discernment. The spirit of discernment meaning that we, as a human life form, have the spirit, the knowledge, the energy, of understanding things for example if you follow me on any social media you see that I'm a big animal person I love animals 
I'm trying to get used to reptiles so I can handle, you know, snakes and stuff like that without freaking out. But that being said, animals have some sort of understanding of things, you know, as far as objects and shapes and stuff like that. Because Benji gets very excited. My dog, if you follow me on social media, you know my dog, Benji, Benji Blanco from the Bay. But he gets very excited when I grab his, his vest. He gets extremely excited when I grab the leash. You know what I mean? But he also knows certain commands to calm down so I can put the vest on him and put the leash on the vest. But that being said, he don't understand how to work my phone, even though I personally know that if he taps my phone a certain way, he can actually operate open, unlock my phone. Because I've seen him do it on accident just from, you know, walking over it a couple of times. But I know that, well, I don't know for sure because I don't know how to completely communicate with an animal. But that's what I'm saying. We as humans have the spirit of discernment and of understanding certain things and breaking certain barriers with our mind. But we always choose to break ourselves down as something extra common. I never understand why people who have so much free time on their hands don't use it for something. I understand we work a lot. Our lives keep us, you know, running around, keep us busy. But I try to think about things like that, where some people say it's a detriment or some people try to complain about things like that. I consider those types of things blessings because I know the way our bodies and our minds work and the way we build. If you're continuing to have to run around every day, even though they, you know, they say it is detrimental on your brain because you do, but you need to rest. So, you know, budget your time out. But understand where I'm going with this. If you know you have to do these things, why not take a little bit of extra time out of one or two days? to budget out that time that you have to spend doing these things to create a routine for yourself that would work for you and those around you beneficially. And then eventually you'll build a certain habit around those uh, activities, those, uh, you know, it could be chores, it could be, you know, brain games or anything like that. Anything that you can work into your life. Like some people be like, oh, I can't teach my kids coding. Because I don't even know about it. Well, guess what? Y'all could learn together. It's audio books that you can listen to on the way to school, you know, while you dropping them off 30 minutes and make a game out of it. Whoever understand or whoever learned the stuff that we done listened to on the way to school today, get an extra snack or get some extra time on the game or get some extra time or get to pick the show that we watched tonight up. You know what I'm saying? Get to stay up an extra 30 minutes late. You know what I mean? Something like that. Or get to help me cook. You make it fun for your, you know what I mean? If you got kids, if you don't got kids and you got homies, you can make it fun for your homies. Hey, man, y'all know I'm throwing a little shindig, but, um, you know, you know, I be throwing down in the kitchen. So, you know, I cook for whoever, you know what I'm saying, want to help me do the thing for the shindig or you feel me, you feel me? Uh, uh, if somebody want to help me do the thing for the shindig, you know what I'm saying? I'll buy you, you know what I'm saying? Some dinner for you and your little chick, chickadee, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Whatever it may be, I'm finna do dishes, by the way. But, um, you know, 
it's just stuff like that, you know, little things that you can put effort in, but, man, y'all, I'm finna just sign off on y'all, man, you know, it's, I need to really go to bed, it's 2.44, but, um, it's all love, the IX selling in theory, 28 minutes and, uh, 13, 14 seconds, we gonna say wiggity, I might add a little bit more to it tomorrow, but, we gonna see, might edit this, eh, who knows, wah.